Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Of course, some of the difficulty is the fact that the party on the other side is a terror organization. It is Hamas, and uh, we know that already yesterday they could hardly help themselves by breaching the truce, and uh, and uh, we know that some activity took place in northern Gaza. What exactly happened? Well, let's find out. Mike Ben-Avi is a former Israeli police and IDF member. He's a researcher of counterterrorism. A very, very good morning. Thank you for joining us us once again. How are you? Uh, good morning, Howard. Thanks for having me. I'm doing okay. So what uh, what exactly happened yesterday? Because as always, we get this information and then there's this uh, media attempt to confuse it until we really don't understand what happened. Okay, so I'll explain. So since uh, that so-called ceasefire, and it's my side comment, it's a so-called okay. ceasefire. We'll come back to that. Because mm-hmm. it's a ce- yeah, it's a ceasefire where Israel is the only one complying with. And I'll explain. So as part of the ceasefire, we know that the IDF right now controls the majority of northern Gaza. Mm-hmm. And uh, since that truce started, many, many of the... Civilians or the Gazan people uh, have attempted to return to their homes despite the warning and despite that being part of the deal that it's going to be a military buffer zone where nobody is allowed to come there and rescue um, the IDF troops and also rescue themselves because should the, the ceasefire is breached and the war continues at full force, we don't want civilians running between the IDF troops' legs. So what happened is that they come and they provoke uh, the IDF soldiers, and so- sometimes shots have been fired, and, and I've seen videos from their social networks that shots have been fired. So what happened is that Hamas took advantage of that and were uh, detonating remotely three explosive charges uh, that injured um, IDF soldiers and also... I think that shots were fired at the mm-hmm. IDF troops as well. So the IDF did not retaliate, uh, and I'm not surprised. They wanted to keep this truth because of the sake of the hostages that they were supposed to get. They got actually, thank, thank God, last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And 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 this is this is what happened particularly yesterday with the breach. But what the future holds, we never know. Hamas is notoriously known for breaching any agreement and any ceasefire. Uh, because it's against their duty of jihad. And we know that there was a ceasefire until uh, that lasted until the morning of October the 7th. So uh, people calling for a ceasefire, well, there was one, actually, uh, and that was breached it, well, in the most horrendous way possible. I'm going to have to correct you on that, mm-hmm. Howard, with your permission. Of As course. a scholar you don't of need, terrorism, you, you don't need my permission to correct me if I'm wrong. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, so with with Islamic terrorism, in particular what's going on between Hamas and Israel, there is no such thing as ceasefire. There's an ongoing cold war. There's something in Arabic called Hudna, which is stopping or pausing the jihad, the holy war against the infidels, until we are regrouped, until we are resupplied, rearmed, strong enough to attack. And all between that, there were many riots in the fence, there were many attempts to, mm, to penetrate, mm. the, the, to kill soldiers. It's just you don't see it in the media, it's just ongoing. Plus Hamas is not only in Gaza, Hamas is in Judea and Samaria, what the world refers to as the West Bank. 
So uh, the problem is 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 an ideology. I mean, it's it's an ideological uh, war. So it's all about that. So, so religious. The, the the way it is at at the moment. You know, I, I was asking another guest earlier. Mike, it, it's still very very clear to me that although Israel might be in control of northern Gaza, Gaza is still effectively controlled by Hamas. Uh, when we the way we're seeing these terrorist negotiations, the the hostage negotiations happening, it's very very clear that 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 Israel has not yet achieved its goal. What percentage of it, it, it it's achieved towards it, I, I, I don't know. But assuming that this would be uh, this pause in fighting would be con, uh, converted to what I would call a ceasefire, maybe you would call a hudna, um, that that would be potentially enormously dangerous for Israel in the future, would it not? That would be a defeat because it will create an echo chamber that's going to um, sound everywhere around Israel's enemies. I mean, you have to understand, all of Israel's enemies, including the whole world, is watching what Israel is doing with this crisis. Um, you know, people talked about in the beginning, political leaders were like, we're going to destroy Hamas completely, we're going to eliminate Hamas. I've said that before on your show, you cannot eliminate Hamas, because Hamas is the ideas inside the hearts of the it's Gaza an ideology. people, mm. and even the people exactly, and even the people outside Gaza. What you need to do, the objective to disarm Gaza from missiles, from rockets, from weapons, and make sure. I mean, before in the eighties, you wouldn't ever see people in Gaza walking with weapons in the streets. You know what I mean? So mm. you have mm. to disarm Gaza, right? And, and you're right. We haven't accomplished anything yet, if you're asking me. Besides destruction and power and 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 killing some low-level leaders, we have, I mean most of the the Hamas leadership is in the south. It's in Khan Yunus, where Yehi Sinwar, Hamas leader, is from. They're in the bunker tunnels network that uh, is even more sophisticated than what they have uh, in the north, because from the south is where they smuggle fighters, missiles, weapons, supplies, everything. So why would Israel have only gone in at the north, in the north, and uh, and not cut off the Egyptian supply, those tunnels, first? Well, because the United States is pressuring it not to. And that's, I know, from personal sources that are close to Netanyahu. The United States is putting enormous pressure. You know, when Joe Biden, in the beginning of this war, said, in his famous speech, don't. Don't, yeah. He didn't only refer to the enemies of Israel, he referred to Israel itself. Don't. You're going to do what you do um, according to what we want you to achieve, and, and that's what's going on right now. There's a tremendous pressure because Qatar is involved, the Egyptians are involved, the U.S. does not see it as an Israeli-Palestinian or Israeli-Gazan conflict. They see the bigger picture according to their national security interests. I happen to agree with and that. And by doing so, that, that it is, that this yeah. isn't an Israel Hamas war. It's a war, a, a democracy to autocracy. And it's managed by the U.S. So now we end up not uh, avenging the blood of our children and women and men and everybody was slaughtered. And the world starting to forget the massacre and starting to put all the focus in Gaza and the Gazan people. And Israel is supplying them with hundreds of trucks and humanitarian aids. And you know what's, you know what's sad, Howard, about all this? The Red Cross, which is supposed to do its sacred duty of, of visiting hostages or prisoners or people in other countries or enemy countries, they're not doing their jobs. 
they're not even given any signs of life from the hostages who are not on the list, from the hostages who have not been released. Not a word. Hmm. So Israel is complying with everything, and they comply with nothing. Well, it's also very, very clear to me, and I was saying to listeners earlier, my concern is there isn't a neutral broker in the United Nations, in the World Health Organizations, in uh, the Red Cross. We know that uh, that there isn't a, a party there that could step in um, and be respectful of both both Israel and the, the civilians in the area. It's just simply not the case, which puts Israel in a particularly difficult case, uh, situation. Not only that, but, uh, you know, the irony, the uh, irony is screaming to the roof today because they have just passed a resolution in the UN that condemns Israel and there was a majority that requires Israel or demands Israel to return the Golan Heights to Syria. So uh, that's what they're dealing with this morning, Hope. It is absolutely frightening, and I just hope that Israel has the um, has the confidence to do what it needs to do. Otherwise, I, I fear, I fear for everybody in uh, in this conflict and well beyond. That is where we leave it. I'd love your thoughts on that. That was Mike Ben, Avi, a former Israel police officer, a IDF member, a researcher of counterterrorism, talking about the ceasefire. Your reaction, your thoughts, please let me have them. It's 8.31.